Good morning. This is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called There's a New Sheriff in Town. Ready? First, where have we been? What's been happening? On Easter afternoon, I took down my decorations, returned all of the translucent colored grass from centerpieces of decorated eggs and crosses to a bin for the year. I must admit, some part of me is always a little sad when a holiday is over. Some part of me, as a mama and a grandmama, lives for these together times, especially when the theme is Jesus. Yes, Easter is over for this year, but the resurrection of Jesus Christ is not. In fact, the historical basis of the resurrection gives us eternal hope every day. Without it, we are a faith filled with fools. Now, as we turn our sights back to the book of Acts, let's get our bearings. Where do we find ourselves? Jesus has risen from the dead, walked around for 40 days, been with folks indoors and out of doors, walked with them, talked with them, eaten with them, and then Lo and behold, morphed right through solid doors or walls in his resurrected body. Can you only imagine? What if you or I had been one of the 515 who had seen the risen Messiah and Lord? Oh my goodness! And then, with his nearest and dearest present, Jesus the Christ, Jesus the Messiah, ascended into heaven from atop the Mount of Olives. But before his feet lifted from terra firma, he told the faithful to watch and pray because they were going to receive the promised gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Luke, our writer and guide in Acts, describes the wind of the Spirit sweeping into the chamber of praying believers, filling all of those present. From then on, the devoted of Jesus would be filled with the Holy Spirit, which is why Scripture asserts He would never leave them alone. He would always be with them. We have watched from the sidelines as Peter, one of Jesus' inner circle, one who had witnessed the transfiguration of Jesus, is radicalized. Yep, long before the term was adulterated, I believe it was used of those who became radical for Jesus. Peter was radically transformed from the one who denied his relationship with Jesus, even though Jesus had warned him. Yet Peter denied him no less than three times. This Peter, who, once filled with the Holy Spirit of God, preached so powerfully that more than 3,000 people came to trust his, Peter's, Jesus the same day. We longingly looked on as the Cheers version of the church, where everyone knows your name, and they're always glad you came, developed, and grew. We were there when Jewish leaders jealously stirred up others, and persecution began such that Stephen was stoned and believers were scattered. Lest we think God was caught off guard, that had been his plan. According to Acts 1, verse 8, 
Christ's followers were to tell others what they had seen and experienced of him, first in Jerusalem, and then Judea, and everywhere they went. And so the good news spread near and far. On a dusty road to Damascus, the highly educated, self-righteous Jew, Luke records in chapter 9 that Saul was personally confronted by Jesus and transferred his faith in the law and Torah to the one and only individual who fulfilled the Old Testament prophecies, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Messiah. All of the early believers were Jewish, until Peter had a vision from God which opened his eyes to the truth that the gospel was for all people, Gentiles included. Numbers are increasing. Truth is spreading out across the land, hundreds of miles from Jerusalem. It was at the dynamic church in Antioch of Syria that the disciples were first called Christians. King Herod tries to make a name for himself with the Jewish leaders and the Roman officials both by turning up the heat on the Christians in Jerusalem. He has James killed, James, that is, the brother of John, and throws Peter in prison, planning to execute him as well. But the believers gather together and fervently pray for Peter's release. God answers their prayers, sends an angel to unshackle Peter, and lead him out to freedom. Applause! And Herod didn't turn out too well for him. Accepting praise meant only for God. Luke describes an angel of the Lord struck him down, and he was eaten by worms and died. Okay, you can't make this stuff up. The Bible is definitely not boring. It captures the history of our Christian faith. And the book of Acts? Well, it is one grand adventure story. And now a new chapter in the church begins. Rather than the focus being on Peter as teacher, evangelist, and leader, God ordains and releases another, starting in Acts chapter 13. Buckle your seatbelts, friends. This new guy, well, he changes the world forever. <laughs>